What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Treese of Talking Football are coming to you here the day after Wild Card Weekend. And oh my gosh, what a weekend of football it was. Treese, I have to know initial thoughts, initial reactions to every game we saw this weekend. Before you go, if you have to sum it up in like one sentence, what do you got? Well, first off, Good afternoon, everybody. I want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> Fucking Snyder and the Redskins. Mr. Snyder, is that you? <laughs> Such a dumbass. Uh, dude, this weekend was an amazing weekend of football. It Every game was nonstop action, close game. I mean, even the last one, which is what I think majority of people would say is the most boring game, was still a one-point or one score game and the Eagles were in the red zone three times in the fourth quarter or in the second half, I should say, because one was actually at the end of the third quarter and had chances. So, I mean, this is what makes the NFL great. I remember last year, all four uh, away teams won. And so that was intense this year, not the case, but every game, one score game, obviously two going into overtime, just a fantastic weekend. It was. It was so much fun. The amount of what was you call it? the like the emotional roller coaster that was through every game, even the Eagles Seahawks game was nuts. Like you get into the red zone, you're like they're gonna do it. They're gonna find a way. And then play calling just kind of hit the fan, and it didn't go so well for him. But wow, what an exciting weekend! Let's go ahead and start that first game though. That Bills and Texans game. Talk about an emo- emotional roller coaster there. You think Josh Allen has it, and then at the end of the game, it's just like his brain goes, we're going to make some stupid decisions. Like, this is what we're going to do. Why the fuck are you pitching the ball backwards? It was like USC in the Rose Bowl against Texas in 06, 05, 06. It's just like, what the hell is that? Luckily, Dawson Knox has the awareness to knock that out of bounds. But I'm still confused on what it is. Deshaun Watson, talk about magical. Holy crap. Dude looked like a ball on a ping pong table. Not ping pong table. What am I thinking here? Arcade game, pinball. Looked like a pinball. Said ding, 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 ding. Freaking bounce back and forth. Rounds the corner. Yeah, we'll make it happen. We're just going to do this. Texans looked not so hot. The Bills could have won that game. They definitely could have. Josh Allen... I don't feel as bad saying this because I know he knows it. They lost the game because of his decisions. His mistakes is what cost him the game. Taking a sack there late at the end, not so good. Rolling out to the left when he should have rolled out to the right to avoid a sack to eventually take one. It just was a back-and-forth game all the way into overtime. Just doesn't go the way you want it to. And, Teresa, I know you have plenty to say about this game. Yeah. First off, they'll be back next year. Uh, They'll be winning that division. And they'll be fine. But I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you that um, the Josh Allen, sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to think of how I'm going to word this. Josh Allen, yes, absolutely cost them the game. Um, but I think it's going to be great learning for him. And I think he's going to come in hungry this year. And so that's always positive. Uh, Singletary is going to be a stud next year. Um, so I think that 
as a Bills fan, you got to be looking forward to next season, them being solid like that. But um, going back just to this game, because I know that's what you were kind of asking there. Um, usually, I'm, I always say just don't trust Bill O'Brien because I just don't think he's that good of a coach. Um, but he made fantastic adjustments at halftime. Like, he, he won them that game. I'll even say that because of the adjustments, especially on the defensive side of what they were doing. And obviously I know it's a lot on the DC and whatnot, but obviously Bill O'Brien had his footprints on that. And I was super happy for um, Jacob Martin, the guy who got the fourth quarter sack, the big sack, um, because that was the dude that everybody, including us, I'm not going to say that we weren't part of this group that were making fun of the Texans for the clowny trade where it was like, you only got like a third round pick and two scrubs. Like who are these guys? He was one of those players. So I was super happy for him. Like I thought that was very cool. Um, JJ Watt, pretty good game, but I mean, it was more just the presence there, right? You could tell that it really boosted that defense. And then yes, the Houdini play by Mr. Uh, Deshaun Watson, like one of the coolest plays I've ever seen. Like how he st- stayed up was probably more luck th- luck than skill, but um, it was awesome. It was really cool. Uh, watching White and Hopkins go at it every like all game long was a lot of fun. Uh, he, I mean, obviously the first half, uh, White got the best of him, but Hopkins got the best of him in the second half and when it really mattered. So that was fun. I always laugh when I'm watching Texans games. When they're inside the five, Hopkins is running a slant. Watch every single one of his touchdowns. They are slants every single time. And cornerbacks play on the outside of him and give him inside release. I don't know if it's because they're trusting a linebacker or safety is going to be there or what. But like, I would much rather make the quarterback make a fade throw that Cousins did, um, which we'll get to in a minute. But like, and make him make that catch rather than an easy slant. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just he's run a slant every time, or run a slant, excuse me, every time, except this time. Like you have to have that thought, right? Or that's exactly what we're gonna see in a Chiefs game, and I'm gonna be fucking irate. Is he's gonna run a slant every time except that one time? <laughs> yeah, that would be. Um... That'd be rough. Honestly, though, which we haven't talked about, and I've purposely not asked you this question. Like, you got to be pretty pumped that you're playing the Texans, right? I'm not saying anything ill about nothing. The Kansas City Chiefs are a different team from week six. Defensive players are playing this game that were not playing last game. And I'm happier to be playing the Texans than the Titans. Exactly. Or the Patriots. Yeah, that, that was my point, is you would much rather play the Texans than either t- the Titans or the Patriots. So, yes, you're happy, and I'm happy for you because okay. this is best-case scenario. Like, a lot of Niners fans are saying this is best-case scenario, playing the Vikings and have knowing that the Saints are out of it. No, the best thing that happened this weekend was for the Chiefs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, overall though, one don't know who had an awesome game, Duke Johnson. Yes. Dude, <laughs> no fumbles. So Props to him. Made a lot of big plays. He did. 
that third and 14 where he where they played too too off coverage right they were playing too soft you know booger really was like telling everybody on espn no see they really wanted to play soft coverage but they played it too soft he said that like 19 times in a matter of like three minutes um but we all understand how bad he is but that play was huge even in the first quarter when they didn't have anything going like he was the one getting them first downs to make it so the bills had long drives it really was that's all i got (laughs) that's it for that game all right texans win heading to kansas city next sunday can't we can't wait to watch it man my words are just turning into something else today again on Titans and Patriots, the Titans did exactly what we thought they would. We did exactly what we both said they would do. They were going to run the ball well, and their defense had enough pressure to stop a one-dimensional Patriots team. They succeeded on that. The Titans, I mean, Derrick Henry had a hell of a game. One drive was literally him the whole way down the field. No one wanted to tackle him. I think there was one play, it was like a third and eight. They run uh, an outside run to the right. DB probably could have came up, maybe tried to make contact four yards in front of the first down. Dude started running backwards, and then Derrick Henry lowered his shoulder right into his face, and then power drived him into the ground, and that's how the tackle was made. Hey, no one's wanting to tackle him right now, and if that's the case, he might roll right through Baltimore as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I know what it's like, right? He, he he started all this against the Jags like two years ago. So um, this whole run that he's on. So yeah, he's unreal. I'm I'm really shocked that he had as good of a game that he did. I really thought they were going to slow him down more, but dude, you can't stop that guy. Um, I will still stick with the the Baltimore Ravens winning that game because I think that the Ravens are just a tougher team. Um, and, like, you have guys like Earl Thomas that even if they're a safety aren't going to be afraid to go up and try to lay a hit, even if it might not work. But at least you have guys, like you said, probably aren't going to be running backwards four or five yards. <laughs> so, um, but the game was awesome. <coughs> um, it's weird. Um I know literally everybody had the feeling though, right? When the Tex Titans, sorry, when the Titans didn't get that first down with five minutes left or whatever it was, six minutes left, Brady got the ball, first play, first down, and everybody said, Well, we've seen this. We've seen this <laughs> yep. before. That was that was fun, Titans. I literally said that. Like they pinned him on like the like I swear I don't remember the exact yards. I feel like the like the eight to 10 yard line first play got him to like the 12 yard, 22 yard line 12 yard gain and that's when i was like all right it's over yeah i think i said and here we go (laughs) so but good for the titans for standing up again it it felt weird literally standing up rooting for the titans but i was like let's go let's go (laughs) when they had that goal line stop that's when it like solidified like the Patriots are screwed. Like they cannot do nothing else. Yeah. That was really bad play calling by Josh McDaniels. I don't know what he was thinking there. Like well, I sure- think that's just the play they call every time and it works. 
Yeah. It looked like a similar play to what they ran against the Chiefs. Just Sonny Michelle carried it more outside instead of hitting the hole. Yeah. And that's where the linebacker came through. Right. Um, David Long, Jr., rookie out of West Virginia, yes. number 51, he had a fantastic game. He yep. was flying around. So I was really happy to see that. Uh, he was one of my little crushes during the draft. So that was awesome to see. Uh they really still need another wide receiver. Like this Titans team, like imagine if they had one more wide receiver, like it could be very scary. Like or this a tight end. Or a tight end, right? Yeah, totally. Agreed. Um, but overall, dude, yeah, this game was a blast to watch. It was a lot of fun. Um listen, every everybody's doing it and every podcast is talking about it. So I don't want to dive into it right now. I don't want to dive into like what, what's Tom Brady's future. Like everybody's doing it, um, which I get it right. Like it's the main topic, but like, I kind of want to sit on it for a minute. I want to think yep. about this for a little I bit agree. Like, and really like think about like, what are the best opportunities for him? But overall, I just want to say like, I'm super excited for free agency for the veteran quarterbacks. I think that's going to be a very fun storyline to watch. You got three big ones. Yes. Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady. Exactly. I think it's smart if Tom Brady stays, but I don't think he does. Agreed. Totally agree with you there. Um, what are your thoughts on Nikhil Harry? Um, he was my wide receiver one coming into this draft. I really liked him coming into the draft. I thought a lot of people really overlooked him. Um, and, I mean, it kind of showed the reason why. He just didn't make enough impact plays this season. Yes, he was battling an injury, but I expected him to have more of an impact this game. I thought he would be targeted a lot more. I thought they would rely on him a lot more, his size on the outside. Maybe he just needs another year or two to finally kind of develop and be healthy and good to go. But, yeah, he really did not live up to what I thought he might his rookie season. Like, A.J. Brown really came up towards the end of the year. Didn't really have much of an impact this game, but he did enough to help his team win. And yep. Nikhil Harry, it just didn't seem like that momentum got rolling for him. Yeah, I totally agree there. Um, and then I'm just trying to think of what else. Um, just overall, man, Patriots just got bullied. They just got bullied. That's all it is. I mean, and it's surprising to say that. It yeah. was weird to see them lose in a wild card. Yeah. No, it really was. The It's funny, like, right when the game was – no, right when they pinned him to the one-yard line, right, after the punt. Yes. The, the first thing that popped into my head was actually from the league when uh, Ruxin's like, I beat him. The king is dead. The king is dead. <laughs> like, I don't know why that popped into my head, but it's the first thing that did. And I was just like, it's perfect. It's poetic. But um, I also thought it was really funny about, um, I mean, I get it. Like, a player should kind of understand the situation. But, like, on that interception, you're not going down. You're taking it to the house absolutely like you're taking like i get it like the smartest thing to do is obviously just take it neil don't even give them a chance for some crazy play obviously yep but like <laughs> adrenaline's running you're not doing anything but going in there and no especially because it's your former team with that being right uh logan ryan yeah uh, i'm so, taking six all day taking six all day exactly <laughs> so um it was like 
I'm happy for all of the former Patriots that are on the Titans. Like, being able to beat that team has got to feel so good. Maybe not that team, that franchise, because that team, I mean, they were poor. Like, no offensive weapons outside of Edelman. It's going to be, I think, you know, those teams that we discussed we want to do for offseason playing, like team needs, the Patriots are going to be a fun one. And yeah. they're probably going to do what we say. Yeah. Because yeah. they they have tons of money. Yep, exactly. No one on their team is taking a ton of money. Yep. Until this next season. They're yes. going to be paying everybody. Yeah. For sure. paying everybody. Uh, yeah. Enough of that game, though. Vikings and Saints. Uh, talk about back-to-back-to-back exciting football games. Boy, they, they gave it to us. Kirk Cousins silenced all the haters. This game, touchdowns by Dalvin Cook when they needed him. Great running by him. Great blocking. Defense did just enough to hold the Saints offense. They only scored 20 points. If not for Taysom Hill, I don't know how much more that offense does. Honestly. Like the difference maker and the big plays that he created, you don't put him in there, I don't know if they even get 20. Just to be honest with you. This Vikings team did things right. Kirk Cousins... Three beautiful fucking throws. The play to Thielen, that shut everybody up. That was a beautiful throw in a beautiful catch. Right in the window, Adam Thielen, I don't know how you track that in. And you can tell at the last minute he moves his hands over so they can, like, you know, bank into his arms right in the breadbasket. Kept his hands soft enough to where they just... It was beautiful. It was so nice to watch that instant replay. And when he threw it, I go, that's a nice ball. Like That looked like a clean release. And then, boom, drops it in. His fade route to Rudolph, beautiful throw. I tweeted this, but I mean it. Any of his receivers had an opportunity to catch that ball because throwing a fade route is very difficult. If you were to go stand where he is and put a trash can in the back corner of an end zone, I bet you maybe hit the trash can two out of ten times. I don't know if you make it in the trash can. It is hard. It is hard to get that ball lofted up and then to drop in like that perfectly. He did it beautifully. Great play. I'm happy for Kirk Cousins. And I think they have a shot of shocking the 49ers as well. I think they have a possibility of being physical enough against the 49ers to shock them because their running game is good. And that when that play action's rolling, just like it is for Shanahan, it's deadly. It's the NFL. You never know what's going to happen. And this weekend, this game was an exact replica of that statement. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you kind of hit on everything, man. Thielen finally, and given he's been injured all year, but Thielen finally looked like last year's Thielen. The dude that broke out onto the scene was like, holy shit, this dude is really good. Like, those type of catches, he had two of those catches over the shoulders this game. And, like, that's what I remember from last year on him. Um, Unsung hero, Xavier Rhodes. Yep. He played outstanding. He played really good. And you could tell, obviously, hurt shoulder. Like, he came out of the game a couple times. So, but he played awesome. Um, Michael Thomas, you know, still did his thing, but like, you're not, you're not stopping Michael Thomas, right? You can only try to slow him down. Um, so that was good. 
the Saints, I don't know what it is, like what happened, and is it because Mark Ingram's not there? Like, I don't know what happened to Kamara this year, but like they did not get him in situations like they have in the past. I felt like like they pl- they just play him weird. Like last year, I felt like it was like a whole bunch of like screen plays and like get him out into the flat and like where you have like one on one coverage. This year, it was like you're gonna throw the ball to him out in the flat, but there's three guys there. Like where you're like you probably should have thrown it to somebody else. Somebody else is probably a lot more open. Um, so that that's weird. Um, I'm just trying to think of who else had really good game. Obviously, the whole defensive line for the Vikings had. Fantastic games. Uh, Daniil Hunter, specifically. Oh, just, my God. Just a stud. He is That so sack good. fumble, that little hop move that he did to the inside. Yeah. His feet landed touching. Like He did like a little hop to the right. His feet touched. He bounced like a bunny <laughs> right between the linemen and hits Breeze's elbow and knocked that ball out. Great play. Another guy, Anthony Harris. Phenomenal game from him. I really like him as a free safety. Mm-hmm. Haven't really heard much from him this this year. Haven't paid too much attention, but this game he was huge. Yeah. Um. And then for me, the other one who he didn't make a huge impact on this game, but like he flashed a little bit. Like he just like running routes and stuff was Irv Smith, the rookie out of Alabama. I think that they're going to be able to use him a lot next year, or even later on in these playoffs. I mean, obviously they're still in it. And just use his athletic ability to try to get mis- mismatches. Was he a rookie this year or last year? This year. Man, it feels like he's been in the league longer than that. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Like I was like, there's no way he's a rookie. But yeah, sure enough. Um, Rudolph, speaking of him, dude's done really not much all fucking year. Catches game-winning touchdown. Yeah. Talk about making a play in a big moment. Whether you want to call that pass interference or not, I'm not making that call. If I'm a ref in that situation, a lot of hand fighting going on there. Last moment of the game, who wants it more? Show me you want it. Yeah. I I actually haven't heard, like, too much. Like, not near as much as I thought I was going to hear from, like, on Twitter about how bad of a call that was. I didn't hear near as much as I thought I would. It, it's more just like a, why didn't you at least review it? Like, even if you reviewed it and said, hey, we uphold it, like, whatever— but they they were just like we're not reviewing it like that's Ran more off the field. Yeah, I think that's more of what I heard. You know, most of so. And it felt another thing that like felt awkward with the Patriots losing right was seeing the Vikings win. Like you seem to come down with it, or maybe it was just me, but it felt like everything got silenced, and there was that I can't believe this. Like yeah. it was that moment of I can't believe that it just happened. Totally. Saints, that stadium, just dead silent. Or at least that's what the audio did. Like, when you see it from another angle, you hear the Vikings fans cheering. But on the normal broadcast, it felt like it was just dead silence. Yep, exactly. And, I mean, I think a lot of Saints fans just realize that loss is it's on the team, right? Like, you have home field advantage against a team that obviously is the last one to sneak into the playoffs. Didn't win their division or anything. Um, have a guy at quarterback that hasn't won a big game ever, if that's a quarterback stat or team stat, whatever, right? But the case is he hadn't. Uh, a running back that was injured. 
Um, one of your one of your wide receivers hasn't played basically all year. Like it just like seemed like everything was stacked against the Vikings, which is why it's that much cooler that they won the game. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the next game, we have three divisions that have two teams remaining. AFC South, Shit. NFC North, NFC West. That's pretty crazy. Gotta love it. Best divisions in football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the NFC North and the NFC West, but yeah, AFC South for sure. <laughs> this guy. This guy <laughs> over here. <laughs> this freaking um, guy. Let's move on to the last game. Uh, Seahawks traveling to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Um, such a tough break for Carson Wentz. Um, I, I'm like heartbroken for him. I, we talked about him last episode about just like how amazing of a year he had. And even before the playoffs started, we were saying like, he, he had a better year than Deshaun Watson in my, in my opinion. Yeah, like Absolutely. With what he had to deal with compared to what Watson has, for sure. He had more passing yards and more touchdowns and less interceptions. So, I actually, he may have had one less in, uh, touchdown. But either way. Your point's valid. point remains the same. Is I just feel bad for him. Um, I personally think it was a dirty hit. I, I don't know what your opinion is. Like, we haven't talked about this, but uh, I think Clowney had a dirty hit. And I think I mean, it was bullshit. If you're climbing, like, you see him already falling. And even the way you fell, like, get your arms out. Like, hit a different part of his body. Like, you're falling, and then you literally tilt your head into the back of his and let the rest of your body come down on it. Exactly. If you're trying no to just flag. Make sure, Yeah, if you're trying to make sure that he's just down, everybody uses their hands first anyways. You don't use your fucking head to, yeah. oh, I better touch him. Here, let me dive face first and use my head as a weapon there um there's no flag uh if you're the type of person that's saying that injury or carson wentz being taken out of the game because he's injury prone i saw dan orvlosky tweet this and i completely agree you need to reevaluate yourself as a person because that has nothing to do with him being injury prone you go put yourself in that situation and i bet you're crying like a little bitch on that field you're playing on a field that is not forgiving, that type of field, that type of grass, there's no give, and you have fucking Jadeveon Clowney coming in head first, body weight all behind it, to the back of your head. Like, your face, like, your head is being restricted by a chin guard, but the rest of your head is being forced into the ground where there's no give. Tell me how that's going to feel. Yeah, your brain's going to smash your fucking skull. It's got nowhere else to go. Exactly. That is... That's a tough situation. I can't believe they don't call a flag on it. That should be like he should be fined, and I'm sure he's gonna be. But like, damn guys, what the hell is this? Like, why? Because if Carson Wentz plays, the Eagles probably win this game, and that's the reality of it. Josh McCown had several opportunities to. He's 40, hasn't played all year. He got called off his couch. Like, hey, can you come help us out? Hell yeah, I can. I'd love to be a part of this team, and that's what he did. He gets called into action his first playoff game in his entire career. He's had a stunning career with legends. I kind of wish he would have had more of an opportunity to be the primary starter. I guess he did have that. It just didn't pan out. But 
great guy, great story. You hate to see him lose that way, but this entire team was beat up. Yeah. Zach Ertz playing with a bad kidney, a lacerated kidney, bruised ribs, probably shouldn't have played at all. You know, if it's a regular season game, he's not playing. Playoff game, of course he is. Dallas Goddard had a decent game. You have no starting receivers. Like, damn, tough game. Carson wants to play as they win. They absolutely win. I mean, again, they were in the red zone multiple times and came back with three points, I think, in three in their final three trips uh, in the red zone. Lost by eight. Yeah, you're you're winning those games um, with Carson Wentz. Uh, Wentz doesn't take those sacks, right? Like that's the biggest yeah. thing. And the two times that they didn't score in when they were both inside the seven yard line, they McCown took sacks. Wentz does not. Even if he gets hit, Wentz is magical at like as he's going down, getting the ball out somehow. Somehow, and like on first view, you're like always like ah, his knee was down. There's no way it wasn't. And then they show the replay, and he gets it off like an inch before his knee hits. <laughs> he's so good at that. Um, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> question for you because again I, I like that we didn't talk about this um the fourth down with miles sanders i don't even know why you're laughing right now what <laughs> because you're about to talk and you go <clears throat> and then you just keep rolling i don't seeing it visually was hilarious like your whole body jerks and then you act like nothing happened caught me off guard thought it was funny sorry i'm a okay. visual humor type person <laughs> main question from you okay um the fourth down that they went for on like the 25 yard line. Uh, is that a bad throw by McCown or should Miles Sanders catch that ball? The ball was there. It hit both your hands. You got to catch it. Agreed. I mean, you're already past the first down marker. Yeah. Catch that ball on fall. Yep. He was looking for a highlight play. Like that's what his mind was. Yeah, I'm was. catching this ball and I'm gone, changing the game. And it makes sense. Rookie mentality mode. I'm I'm gonna prove why I am who I am instead of just trust me. You know what I mean? Like totally. he, he's trying to do both, but in that situation, I don't know. Like McCown, yes, he could have thrown a better ball, but the ball was there what it was. It was there. We've seen plenty of other people make that catch. Should have been done. Yeah. Um, but that's also a bang bang play. I mean, you can blame Julian Edelman for dropping a uh, second, third, and sixth. That kind of lost them the game as well, right? One hundred percent did. Um, okay, so Eagles—they're going to be a super fun team during this draft because they're going to be just drafting wide receivers and cornerbacks. Like that's all they're going to be <laughs> drafting. Like two of the funnest positions to get like new players on, you know, for your team. And like that's all they're going to be drafting. If I was an Eagles fan right now, I'd be like, "All right, this is going to be a good off season." Uh, so I bet they're super excited about that. Even for how good the Eagles' offensive line is, again, it shows when Carson Wentz isn't there. Like all of a sudden, the Seahawks get seven sacks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like even for and how good they were like, missing a couple starters as well. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so. Um, overall though, Seahawks, good win. Uh, Russell Wilson played fantastic. Obviously DK Metcalf had a huge yeah. game, really good job there. And I know you tweeted it out, but I totally agree with the Tyler Lockett thing. Like Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson, they're magical together. In the end, I think that the, I don't think that, I don't think the Seahawks can go into Green Bay and win because I don't think 
I think they're a team is going to get like a defensive backfield that can slow down those guys, and they're not going to have a running game to like back it up. Yeah, uh, like you really saw the Eagles' running game struggle. Their rookie running back—I don't know his name off the top of my head—didn't do so hot. Marshawn Lynch—you can tell he's still trying to get in the mix of things. But but if they do get that rolling, they have a shot to go all the way. Realistically, I think yeah. they do. Yeah. I can't argue that. So, uh, anything else you got on this game? No. Um, the amount of time that we talked about the Eagles, though, is absolutely no discredit to what the Seahawks did. You oh. just mentioned Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. Metcalf had two big catches. That very last play that the Seahawks had that kind of sealed the game for him, that deep shot in a cover zero, Russell Wilson hung in there just long enough, put that ball up for DK to go get, and DK went and got it. He did what he's supposed to do. Good for him. That deep touchdown that he had, fantastic job on bringing in the ball to make sure you catch it and then knowing I can still fight for a touchdown instead of just going, ah, I don't I don't have this. You know what I mean? I'm not going to catch this. Maybe just reach out. It bounces off your hands. He made effort to go get it. You love to see that. He's in a great spot. He's going to have a fantastic career with Russell Wilson. Still can't believe so many people were so focused on his three-cone we all knew he's not going to be fucking running routes. No one wants him to do that. Run, catch ball, break tackles. Oh, you got it. Look at my abs. Already did. That's why you're here. Like, shit. That's exactly who DK Metcalf is. He's in the perfect spot. So happy for him. Um, other than that, anything else you want to say about these games? No, I'm just really excited about next weekend. <laughs> the games are going to be awesome. And I love that the Niners-Vikings game is first. Yep. I, I think that's awesome. It's going to be uh, a shock the world time. It might be. It may be. We'll find out what we think next episode, though. Hey, hey, nice <laughs> plug. Uh, all right, let's get into the NFL storylines, and we'll start with the big one. Mike McCarthy is hired by the Dallas Cowboys. Before that, Jason Garrett was officially fired. I don't know how many times he was going to try and sit there and say, hey, please just bring me back. I can do better. Uh, I'll do this. I'll do that. They said, hey, it's been 20 years. We're tired of the clapping. We need a new face in here. Let's get the exact opposite. Let's get a guy with a temper who doesn't give a fuck about nobody but himself. Jerry Jones goes, hey, welcome to my house. Stay the night. You'll be hired in the morning. Mike McCarthy's like, you got it, dude. Exactly what happened. Welcome, Mike McCarthy, to the Dallas Cowboys. Can't wait to see how this shit show gets rolling. It's going to be an <laughs> exciting one. It is. It is. Um, I keep trying to like go back and forth about like what I actually think of this hire. <laughs> I've had like multiple different feelings throughout the day, and at this moment, I'm kind of thinking this is very similar to the Redskins hire of Ron Rivera, where he kind of knows what the f- doing. Maybe it's not the splashy. Like, maybe we're not going to always look the sexiest here, but we're going to win some games. And I kind of feel like that's what that's what they're doing. Um, he hired uh, Mike Nolan as his defensive coordinator. Um, so, old, old, I believe he was the head, Nolan was the head coach of the Niners when McCarthy was the OC of the Niners, I believe. Um, and then, let's see, they, they're still talking about they're going to bring back Kellen Moore for OC. See, um, they got to find a way just to keep Kellen Moore. If even if it's like, hey man, like 
we don't know if you're the OC, but like we want you on the staff and just see what Moore says. Um, but the progress and everything that Dak made this year, that's on Kellen Moore. That that's on nobody else but him. Yep. Um, so, I think another thing that's gonna be interesting to see is how Mike McCarthy does with a quarterback that will listen to him. I think that was a huge issue with Rodgers. He had won a Super Bowl, won two MVPs. Hey, that's a shitty play call. I'm changing it. I don't like that route. I'm changing it. Hot this, hot that, changing this, changing that. McCarthy's like, that's nowhere near what the fuck I called. Of course it didn't work. Like, if you would just listen, something might happen right. Instead, you want to be pissed off. I think it'll be nice to see what McCarthy can do with this team. An offense that's pretty much set in place and in stone. Just go, hey, pay Dak. Let's find a way to keep Cooper. Our defense looks fine. Our offensive line's getting a little older. Let's just keep everyone for next year, add in the draft, and let's roll with it. Boom. Yep. There you go, Dallas Cowboys. There it is. Boom. All right, next up, uh, Matt Rule, the Baylor's uh, head coach. I mean, I think it's down to two jobs, right? It's the Panthers, who we interviewed with today, and the Giants tomorrow. Obviously, the big rumors are he wants the Giants' job, so uh, would not be surprised by uh, the time we're recording our next episode. It's going to be on the top of our storylines of Giants got their guy. Yeah, I think I think that is a good spot for him. You know, you need help at receiver. You need help along the offensive line. Get your defense some help, and you're you're going in the right direction. You got it. Looks like you got your quarterback. You definitely have your running back. Like I said, get get some receiver weapons, keep Ingram healthy, and Matt Rule is going to come in and just own New York. Who's he going to have to fight against? Adam Gaze? Ah-ha-ha. Ah-ha-ha. Yeah, right. Get out of here. Matt Rule to the Giants. Signed, sealed, and delivered. I think Eric Bieniemy goes to the Carolina Panthers. That's my call. Our next head coaching on candidacy that we'd left open, Cleveland. Big question mark there. Who do we got going? Mamie McDaniels. Trees, thoughts on that possibility? I think it would be a great fit. I mean, I think that McDaniels could do magical things with all these playmakers. I mean, what he's done in the years past with all the guys in New England, like, it's never been weapons like these guys. He can use Jarvis Landry like an Edelman. He can use uh, OBJ like a Gordon or... Randy Moss or whoever, right? Like any big time deep threat guy. And then obviously his Sony Michelle can be a much, much better version of that with Nick Chubb. And what happens if they found a way to keep someone like Kareem Hunt? Like that, that duo would just be scary if you have a mind like McDaniel. So I think that'd be an awesome fit there. Um, would be interesting. It would also be interesting if they took uh, whatever his name is. What's uh, Belichick's son's name? The the defensive coach. He took him as his DC and took him home to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his first name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Dude and with the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Belichick Jr. is just what we're gonna call him. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but I mean, if I was the cow or the Cowboys, if I was the Cleveland Browns. I mean, that would be one of the top of my wish lists. Wish, wish lists. Jeez, I can speak. <laughs> yeah. Now imagine if John Dorsey was still there with that. I know. Man. Yikes. Could have such nice things, Cleveland, but you fuck it up. Browns are good to brown, baby. 
Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, like, what route they're actually going to end up having to go or getting to go there with head coach, but I just think that McDaniels would be a fun and good hire for them. So, that's my opinion. Anything else on that? Nope. Cool. Uh, let's get into some draft talk, though. Tua Tonga Bailoa entering the NFL draft. Yep. His teammate, Mr. Ruggs, Tyreek Hill type speed, entering the draft. Their other teammate, Smith, going back to school. Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma, linebacker, is entering the draft, and Leatherwood is going to stay. Let me hear your yep. initial thoughts on everyone I just listed. <laughs> uh, to a great choice by him, uh, I, I actually thought he was going to stay. I mean, it just kind of seemed like it was with that whole, hey, I'm going to announce it in five days. Like It just kind of felt that way, but happy for him. Uh Easily top five or six pick. Uh, I mean, it just feels like he's destined to be a Miami Dolphin. We'll see there. Rugs, he's going to be super fun to watch. Like you said, Tyreek Hill type speed. Um, <clears throat> you have to wonder if Rugs jumps a lot of people and ends up being like the third overall wide receiver. Just, I mean, he's not going to pass Jerry Judy. He's not going to pass CeeDee Lamb, but. Ruggs could easily be the third just because of that speed threat there. Uh, Smith, I mean, good for him for going back to school. I mean, he was like probably the most productive out of all of them this year. Uh, so a little strange that he's going back, but maybe he's just like a dude that just really enjoys college, right? I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. This also is a stacked wide receiver class. Uh, I mean, next year's very stacked as well. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so good for him there. Uh, Kenneth Murray, he's what he's linebacker too, like no doubt. Now that Dylan Moses is going back, I, I had Murray three uh, with Dylan Moses ahead mm. of him. But they're like, you're number two, and we all know this. Like the game is defenses are nickel literally like 70% of the time. Like he's the perfect line, yep. nickel linebacker there. So, so much speed. So much. It's ridiculous. And uh, Leatherwood, good for him for going back. I mean, um, a little interesting just because this tackle class isn't great. So you kind of thought that maybe he might do that knowing that he'd probably be a first-round pick just because it's not very good. I mean, he wouldn't have been like a top 15 pick or anything. I think he would have been later first round. But um, maybe he sees something in Alabama and all that that he just wants to go back. Yeah, I mean, the opportunity to win a national championship probably sings Pretty high with that. Winning a national championship, that's a big deal. You dealt with a lot of injuries or dealt with a injury at quarterback that kind of, you know, ruined that opportunity opportunity for you plus losing the LSU. But Tua Tagovailoa going into the draft is huge. He's coming out with a lot of injuries, the hip injury at the end of the season, had surgery, everything looks good. Or from what we're hearing, things are recovering well, which is good for him. Really, really good for him. Love to see that. It's just, uh, is someone going to take a chance on that with the injuries? They've all been lower body injuries. Can he stay healthy going to the NFL? Those injuries come a lot. It's not about when you're going to get hurt. It's not about if you're going to get hurt. It's about when you get hurt going to the NFL, right? And I say it all the time. The best ability is availability. I hope he can do that because if he can, he's going to have a great career and we're going to have a left-handed quarterback in the NFL and it's going to change some things up. Uh, another big news in college ball, Jalen. Jalen Hurts going to the Senior Bowl. 
that's exciting news for us going to be there. Cannot wait to see him play and see what he can do. Uh, I'm sure he's going to interview well. This is a great opportunity for him to show these two teams, hey, I can be a value of your team. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to help himself. This is huge for him. Excited for that. Uh, next bit of news, Wade Phillips. On. Adios and Migo out of Los Angeles. They are moving on, a defensive coordinator. I guess I get firing Wade Phillips. He is older. He helped you get to a Super Bowl already. But I don't know if I can blame the defense for the issues that the Rams had this season. I think a large part of it was that offense. Your star running back and Todd Gurley is not playing. Whatever happened to his knee is a lot more serious than what we all know. It's just, it's tough news. You hate to see it for Wade Phillips. It's just a question of now, where does he go? I'm fine with him going to Jacksonville. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> so, hey, come on down to Duval. That's fine. Uh, but really, he there, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for him. There will be. He will be a DC next year, for sure. Not in D.C., A.D.C., as in defensive coordinator. Ooh, nice. Very nice. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Kiko Alonso yesterday or, tore his ACL for the Saints. Um, hate to see that this late in the year, right? Because now you're starting to question, is somebody going to be available for the start of the season? Um, obviously, a big trade for getting him there from out of Miami and – uh, had a good year, but like uh, you're just you hate to see that. You hate to see those type of injuries that you know six to nine month road ahead of you at a minimum. But um, he's done it before, so he'll be fine, I'm sure. Um, I saw this today as well. Malcolm Jenkins coming out and saying he's not playing next year on his current contract. Said that I've done enough for this team that um, I will not be showing up until a new contract is done for me. Good for him. Yeah. He has played back-to-back seasons without missing a snap. Pretty bold to come out and say straight to the media like that. But good for him. <laughs> and yeah, he deserves totally. it, so should be paid. Uh, like you said, they're only going to be you know corners and receivers anyways. Fucking take the money. Pay the man. Yep. Boom. No. There it is. 100%. And then uh, Kawan Alexander for the 49ers. Pulling his own version of J.J. Watt comeback here uh, with a torn peck uh, that he tore the day before Halloween, somewhere around Halloween time. And he's coming back and playing this weekend. So good for him. Big boost for that Niners defense. Uh, do we see him more or less than we did J.J. Watt? Are you talking sideline or are you talking actual play? Just in fucking general. Like, for Texas sure. offense just had a big play. I can't believe Sean Watson just broke those sacks. J.J. Watt looks excited on the sideline drinking that glass of water. Yeah. You guys all get to see what I have to, I've had to deal with for the last, like, eight years. This is how it is every, every game. Not, it's not just this ESPN playoff game. It's like that every single time the Texans play. <laughs> it all started with hard knocks. <laughs> I was so tired. Of it. I was just like, stop showing 99. Like, I don't care. Walking up the sideline. Cool. cool. What's the offense running? Yeah. He goes left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot when he walks. <laughs> Holy shit. Game changer. <laughs> Me too. Let's hear him mic'd up. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> totally. And that's uh, what Mike. Yep. I mean that. I mean again, ESPN will run shit into the ground, and they for sure did. So. <laughs> but hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I think that does it for us today. Uh, we'll be back later this week, and we'll be talking about the college football playoff championship, which is next Monday, and then obviously recapping all these games, or sorry, previewing all these games, and then obviously any other news that breaks. But thanks for joining us, and tonight we've been talking football.